literally the things that they're talking about isn't this this is not content for the show this is things that they actually believe because they have talked about <laughs> both of these things before and <laughs> this is yes, real. where i can where i can kind of kind of understand jmos you know you want you want something built strong and hearty. yeah scott's makes me raffle every time Hello, everybody. Welcome to the We Used to Work Together podcast, a show celebrating the casual conversations we used to have when we worked together. Joining me today are my co-hosts and former co-workers, John Mosesman. What's up? And a man who has a lot of life hacks based around Instagram polls, <laughs> Brian Ketron. Hey, that's just hurtful. I <laughs> <laughs> need to hear about this. Brian, we can give this. us some tips, John. If you, so... For those of us that aren't contextually aware of everything that's going on, Brian is a Twitch streamer. Ooh. Not long ago, he posted an Instagram poll that said, I'll be on tonight. Who's joining me? And he had like <laughs> 80%, percent said no. <laughs> <laughs> they took the time to respond. So the good news is that we have been a podcast for, two, no, it says here a minute and a half. <laughs> there's some there's some strong lines being drawn already some shots fired oh. so then john the next time he did an instagram poll the the, the choices were yes and double yes <laughs> so he couldn't get turned zero down. responses <laughs> i yeah. admire your stream game kit. i'm i'm a little jealous yeah well it's super fun however don't ever post a poll ever <laughs> <laughs> the feelings can get hurt uh so why don't we give everybody a little bit of context for who we are, what we're doing here. Since this is episode one, maybe some extra context. Uh, let's start with how we know each other. We used to work at a job together. We did used to work together. Yeah. So the the where the podcast name come from? That that is that's real life people. So we all used to work at a church together. Uh, I still Brian. This is Brian talking, by the way. I still work there. Uh, JMO and Scott both were programmers there and now kind of do different things. So, Scott, I'll let you tell about yourself briefly. Uh, well, yeah, you know what's really good is when in the intro you don't mention who you are. Uh, I'm Scott Lesser, and I was the guy that said I was probably clipping, as Brian likes to say, uh, while I was yelling, hello, everybody, through my very nasally <laughs> allergy-driven voice. Um, yeah, so uh, we all used to work together. We pretty much kept everybody in the office distracted with nonsense conversations. Mm. And since we don't get to do that every day now, uh, we thought, what if we tortured everybody and made everyone listen? I mean, willingly, obviously, at this point, to the conversations we have. Yeah. Like the John, modern version of, hey, dude, we should start a band. We should start a <laughs> podcast. We're doing it. That's true. Yeah. You can't really be, I don't know, an adult or anybody in this age without either streaming, shots fired, or starting <laughs> <laughs> a podcast. And Brian's got them both going. Well, see, the thing is, is we're even late to the podcast thing. I think even, yeah. you know, three or four years ago, if we're like, we're starting a podcast, people would have scoffed. But now it's just like, oh, that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> three, get three grown men just trying to <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Give it up. You're not good at guitar. <laughs> Quit the band. <laughs> yeah, so the, the concept kind of for the show, uh, at least to start, is uh, we'll get together every couple of weeks. We will have uh, a topic for you guys, um, usually going to be, what do you say, probably nostalgia-based. Today's mm -hmm. episode, no spoiler alert, but it is about uh, Pokemon, the Indigo League series, the original cartoon. Um, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But um, And later in this episode, we'll also kind of dive into, uh, I'll be pitching you guys on what the next episode will be. And also, before all of you shut off immediately and go, wait, <laughs> Pokemon, I'll tell you uh -huh. this much, guys. My stance is Pokemon? Question mark? Why? Question mark? So nerds exclamation mark so you're you're in good company <laughs> if you've e never ever seen even a single sh episode of pokemon yeah and before we get into that i i do want to take a moment some congratulations are in order because we'll have a new i don't know official member of the podcast is that a little bit early to say john you're expecting a baby i think it's reasonable yeah, <laughs> yeah. july podcasting. yep mid-july how it is feels, all that going i mean 
it does not feel very real to me uh, because I'm not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't claim that it feels anything yet. <laughs> yeah, uh, it feels like frighteningly close and then not a real thing at the same time. I don't know how that's possible. It didn't yeah. feel real yeah. for me until the baby was in my arms. So you're fine. Mm. That's what you're I hear. Fine. I hear that a lot from the guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we started uh, registering, which is also something I don't get because it's like, hey, you've never done this before. Which one of these 17 bottles do you want to buy? Just scan them all. <laughs> and the I feel TV. Like there should be somebody Make sure who's to done scan this. the TV. <laughs> Are you needing like a Rotten Tomatoes type thing for your list? Is that what you're wanting? I want I want like somebody who did this three months ago mm-hmm. and realized all the poor decisions they made because they mm-hmm. had no idea to just do this for me. That's that that's parenting. No. That's the, the, <laughs> oh, you're that's wanting. True. Yeah, you're want. You've got to like make the mistakes and then and then you know better. So when your friend picks the wrong bottles, you're like, Psh. even flow. We would never trust that brand. <laughs> We did that, but our baby hated it. You, yeah, well, and you also need like you're. What's going to end up happening is you're going to end up with like an unnecessary amount of things that never come out of the box. Like, <laughs> like uh, what were those things? Oh, we had this uh, uh, wipe warmer. So you would put the wipe. I've mm. I've heard of those, dude. First world. I mean, my God. Well, all it does <laughs> is it becomes wipe slime makers. It makes your wipes <laughs> slimy and disgusting. <laughs> and it wasn't the cheapest thing that we got, and it got used half a time. <laughs> Can I well, tell that's you the, guys. Go ahead, John. Go. Well, ahead. that's the other thing is when you're doing the registering process. Why is everything labeled? Be talking about slime wipes. Why is everything labeled in the most disturbing way possible? <laughs> like I see you guys the picture of hospital strength. Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> Why would you say it like that? That means you're gonna need doctors, nurses, everyone. <laughs> it's hospital so strength. All of it. <laughs> but so something kind of. I've talked to Scott about this at work. I think actually, mm. um, this is kind of rekindling this very weird part of my childhood where I have this weird thing with the shape of things. Like if something is finished that whole thought. (laughs) Okay. Go go with me. Go with me. This is, this is relevant. This is relevant. I'm going to bring this all the way back to Pokemon. So buckle up. Oh, so strategic. Okay. You're a kid growing up. You're playing with toys. Which toys are the best toys? The best toys are the ones that feel the best. And why do they feel the best? Well, I've got I've got a little thing right here next to me. Oh, what do you got? I'm going to show you. And it's got a sound effect, which is going to work really well on podcasting. This is an audio This medium. year, this that is a box. Enough. Yeah, we need more of that. <laughs> okay, one more time. Oh, there it was. This is a box of mini Pokemon figurines. Oh, you guys can see this. Your baby? <laughs> no, this is die a- on those. <laughs> you do need some advice. <laughs> I do. So, when I was a kid, look at this guy right here. This little Pikachu. You see how well shaped he is? He's like solid. Like you can grip this and play with this. This mm-hmm. is like a good toy. Now let's take something else where they're like, "Oh, this guy is huge." This is like a Charizard evolution. Mm. This little thing, it's got these like little spindly legs. Like you can't play with this. John's showing us it's a flimsy. very weak, a very weak Pokemon. Like, yeah, you're going to grab this and it's going to break. Mm-hmm. So when I'm registering, I saw these baby fish bath toys. Mm. And they, they basically looked like this little Pikachu thing right here. And it brought got, me back. They got some bulk to them. Yeah, a nice solid shape. One piece. There's no these little flimsy legs that you're going to break off. I was like, yeah. I uh, so I have a similarly weird. I don't know. Fetish is the wrong word, but I don't know what. Yeah, me conversation. I love, I love miniature versions of stuff. Like when it's time for vacation, and you get to like get the tiny conditioner, and it's not like it's the same as your big conditioner. But I get it's that tiny. Like it looks has that. the label and everything. A tiny brush, like. 
I'm just like, oh, I love that. That's so, I love miniature versions of stuff for whatever reason. So you guys are listening to this podcast and going, what? <laughs> Brian, are you the uncomfortable thing, as our audience? Literally the things that they're talking about isn't, this This is not content for the show. This is things that they actually believe because they have talked about <laughs> both of these things before. And <laughs> this is yes, where I can, where I can kind of, kind of understand jmos you know you want you want something built strong and hearty. yeah scott's makes me raffle every time okay. <laughs> <laughs> i get it though okay you like, you get the blue apron meal and it's got like the mini thing oh my gosh avocado spread yeah, it's, like, it's the right size right. for the meal see I don't so i've got this big Lacroix can here if there was a Lacroix that was <laughs> like i could dr- literally drink it and it was this made for a shant I could just oh I would love drinking out of that it would be it would bring me such joy Lacroix shot yeah that should be little, the half of the people oh who are gosh. still here I mean don't take our <laughs> TM copyright register okay let's <laughs> JMO are you taking us somewhere yeah so speaking of Pokemon toys what are we what are we talking about this first episode so I, one of the things actually that's really really funny about this episode and kind of what Scott talked about was. This episode is actually the third first episode. So we, <laughs> the first time <laughs> got a few of these in the can. Ever the first time we ever ever recorded the show, we actually it didn't. The I think it was a quality. That's what it was. It was a quality issue. We were we sucked at we, it. <laughs> it was rough, and we were like using iPhone headphones and stuff. Not that we're using the best equipment ever now, but we have definitely tried to make the quality better. But then the, so that's why we record the second time. Then we actually recorded eight episodes of this podcast mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll be on a Netflix documentary yes, when we, behind the podcast. When we hit this big, <laughs> you'll get you'll get to hear those uncut episodes for all of our patron, yes. whatever that's Bonus the content. subscribers will get access to the early uncut <laughs> Bonus content. But yeah, they. Uh, so basically what those eight episodes were kind of when we sat back and we were looking at releasing them, they were sort of, we felt like just highlights of the show. And so we kind of, we took a, a little time off, sort of redefined the show. Uh, and now we're refilming it. But those, what we learned, what we did, the shows we watched, all that stuff that we did during that time was too good. Pokemon. It's not too good. Pokemon. It's still a show that brought some entertainment to my life, okay. and so we we did actually want to want to talk about it. And so we're gonna spend pretty much this whole episode just chit chatting about Pokemon and kind of what we learned, what we liked, our differences, um, and all that. So yeah, why don't you tell us about your your background, Biket, with Pokemon? Yeah, so we all kind of come from different places with Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So for me, I when we had this idea, like I, I don't think I was uh, ever against it, but I was maybe not excited about Pokemon being what we were talking about. Entirely. Against it would be a little bit strong. Yeah. I, like I could see people being against, I don't know. Like if there was erotic material <laughs> or something, but like against a kid's show is a little strong. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, yeah. It wasn't against the Pokemon, but the idea of, Oh, I'm going to watch. Did you guys, Oh, uh-huh. something I learned. There's 576 million episodes of Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> so that's what I'm going to do, I guess, this year. Um, but yeah, so my my stance was I, especially growing up, boy, growing up, I would say I was against it. I thought the kids who played it, watched it, whatever, were a bit on the nerdier side and definitely, definitely was not into it. Um, and then it kind of... Is it fair to say that maybe you might have bullied some other <laughs> uh it's this is on record so i can't confirm that that happened or didn't happen uh that's true but, Bully, but, bullying is much more uh, much less pc than it used to be <laughs> but when it so when pokemon go came back though i i did there was it was more the game side of it was like really really fun to me and the community side was really fun to me so i kind of got into mm-hmm. it and didn't think it was so nerdy i also didn't really care that much anymore about what people thought of me playing pokemon as a grown man but uh, okay, I still care a little, but anyway. So, <laughs> anyway, that's kind of where where I'm at. JMO, where what's your Pokemon status? Well, 
As we have already found out, I have a box of 300 Pokemon figurines in my office next to my desk. So I feel like that says a lot, but um, huge Pokemon fan. The games, the figurines, the movies, TV shows, the card game, still one of the best games I've ever played. Oh my gosh, so good. And I was good at it too. Even the Game Boy game about the card game. Oh, was- one trading card game. That was actually very good. Yeah. Mm. Don't worry about so- it. I'm still here. I'm still here. <laughs> so, so okay. Anger, so to that point, be good. <laughs> to that point, something I mentioned in the first episode's second retake was, and I won't build it up quite as much, but to this day, according to Wikipedia, Pokemon is the highest grossing media franchise of all time. Highest grossing media franchise of all time. That beats Hello Kitty in order, Winnie the Pooh, Mickey Mouse and Friends, Star Wars. Disney yeah. princesses, Mario, Wizarding World of Harry Potter, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Crushed them. Dang. And $90 billion of sales. It's, it's still cranking. It's still going. Yeah. I ain't so, seen any Hello Kitty movies coming out this year. Pokemon's a, it's a big deal. It has been a big deal, even before Pokemon Go. True that. True that. And for me, I, uh, I'm... I'll just say slightly older than you two. Um, old, my man. younger brother's closer to closer, <laughs> closer to your age. Uh, I may be dead before our fourth retake of this airs. Um, <laughs> but my younger brother uh, was of the age where it was okay to be playing Pokemon, like not embarrassing. And for me, it was like the nerdy kids in school were playing it. So I had no interest, even though I was a nerd myself. Um, but I feared the social ramifications too much. <laughs> but then my brother got it for as like a birthday gift or a Christmas gift. And we were like on a road trip and I was bored and I was like, let me play that. And then I was hooked like like my first hit of some kind of addictive drug. Like I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, like couldn't go to sleep the whole vacation, just grinding it out, trying to get my squad going. And so then, I mean, up until like college, I didn't tell anybody I was playing at night school, like none of my friends. It was very much a closet thing. And then I found out that my roommate freshman year who I'd been friends with since we went to preschool together, um, it randomly, he was like, Hey, by the way, this may be a little embarrassing, but you ever played Pokemon? And I was like, <gasps> we're like, we could have been talking about this for the last, I mean, what, like four years. Oh my gosh. So anyways, uh, I was, I definitely wasn't uh, super proud about it, but now I don't care. So let me, let me do a little something for you guys. And, and just tell me, tell me what this sparks inside of you. Mm. <laughs> I want to be the very best thing like no one ever was. To catch them is my This Marine Kondo, I would hold, I would hold this guitar rip, this tasty rip, and I would say, this brings me joy for sure. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. There's there's a line in the middle. You'll teach me, and I'll teach you. That's. Oh. It's just the most. This Pokemon is one of the most wholesome things of I think I've ever encountered. Yeah, that line plus in the game when you they don't die, they faint. <laughs> Nothing dies in Pokemon Land. They just faint. <laughs> yeah, I. So, I mean, it it made me crack a smile because I. So, how many episodes did we make it in? I can't remember. Was it like fifteen or sixteen? Yeah, it was like 15 or something. So, so it started to bring some joy, but not until... It- yeah, we watched 15 episodes of... I don't even remember how many there were. They weren't like, even like 80, a, honestly. The way through. Because yeah. well, I remember, and, and I think we had talked about this before, didn't they... There was like 52 episodes. Like There was like a new episode every week or something like that. Because I remember it being on every single day. But there was like... Yeah, yep. I, don't, I don't remember. I think there's like 80 something in the first Dude. season. Before we before we go too much further, Brian, why don't you give your version of the synopsis of what the show is about? It's oh, a good goodness. idea. Full panic <laughs> setting in. From what you remember. Trying to trying to trying to make sure to play both You're- sides. No, I. He didn't watch it. I didn't watch a single episode. I lied to him the whole time. Was, I, it was, oh, what the? It was. This was my reason, to, or this was my idea to switch formats of the show completely. No. Uh, yeah. So I, th- there's like really specific moments. Are you talking just like broad strokes? What, what? Yeah. Like if somebody was like, "What is that show even about?" So, so 
and you were like jumping in like, oh, I kind of know a little something. Yeah. Here's what so it is. So if I was had to play it cool and know what I was talking about, from what I know, 18 episodes deep, basically like there's this world in which these kids live or these, I guess these, all these people live uh, where these creatures, these Pokemon live and it is like everyone's life goal to to grow up and be a professional Pokemoner, prof- professional Poke catcher. Uh, Pokemon trainer, but go on. Pokemon trainer, nailed it. And just peruse <laughs> through the land, catching these things. And the thing I'm trying not to say, but just keeps going into my head, is they do it at 10 years old, way too young. But <laughs> that's that's the minimum. Uh, anyway, yeah, then they go across the land, they collect badges, and they have a pokey deck that is sassy as all get out and uh meet a bunch of different people. And and it is what what was fun was it's an adventure with your buddies. So um mm-hmm. I guess that's it in a nutshell. I probably missed some like real key features. Well, so one one thing that we can't let escape us is the name of our hero of this series. Scott, what is what is our hero's name again? Yeah, since I obviously I pick up on all the little details, his name is Ash Ketchum, as in Ketchum. So and I hope most of your <laughs> reactions ahead. are what mine was, which so again, I never watched the show i heard it i literally went oh catch him my goodness how cheesy is that <laughs> moved on from it scott what he i think it was in the first recording of the show third take of seeing the show he literally learned that he like like it has and watching him just unravel in his seat as he <laughs> i still it probably is weekly that i will feel some shame like a brief <laughs> moment of it that i have to like capture that thought and like no scott you're okay like you you are still a fan but yeah his name is ash ketchum he is our hero he is the little boy at 10 who is leaving his hometown of pallet to become a pokemon champion and i never realized ash ketchum like it's a softball of a pun yeah i mean the the I don't know if you want to call it catchphrase. Like anytime you see the word po- it's Pokemon, gotta catch them all. That's like yeah. that's the thing you do is you catch all of them. Beating you over the head with it. Like, did you get it yet? <laughs> catch them, catch them, catch them, mash, catch them all. That's it's embarrassing. So we've got we've got our hero. You're right, Brian. He is. It is like an RPG like adventure where he uh, along the way is gathering friends. He's gathering Pokemon. He's upping his skills in order to try and be the best in the world. But like John said, I think that's something that's kind of like woven throughout is the, like the pureness of his heart. So like he wins because it, ultimately he loves his Pokemon. And so they fight for him. He Even does the right they thing. They go beyond what's possible. Yeah, yeah. He always protects them. Yeah. And I think that that's like an, uh, just a good hearty, like nugget to take away when you're watching it. You know what I mean? It wasn't just about like being the best. It wasn't just like step on everybody to get to the top. Yeah. And this, so God, I'm just unraveling my childhood here. I'm just making all these connections now, but so you guys know that I like animals yes. and I've tried to tame every animal that has come near me and I've succeeded. Stray cats, birds sit next to me. You we're hanging out. Master. That is true. Doesn't matter. It's strange. So, Watching Pokemon, seeing Ash's connection with basically animal pets, that's like, I think that's part of what spurred all of this animal stuff. Like having, he basically has a best friend that he can kind of talk to. Like, what if you had a dog or like an, a bird that you could kind of talk to, but was like your best friend? You just, you just going on adventures every day. That'd be the dream. Totally. And I loved the idea myself of like, Sure, you can catch animals in the wild now, but you like you catch them and they've got special attributes. Yeah. And those are strong, like rock, paper, scissors. They're strong against some things and weak against others. So there's like this strategic element to it. Um, yeah. And I was like super drawn. So to that's that. the, that's the part that was more interesting to me was I am like highly competitive and the things that I the types of things that I love being competitive in is like strategy type game. So Scott and I actually are playing risk right now with a bunch of people online. 
Here we go. Uh, yeah, it, dude, it's the worst like platform ever. Via it email. Yeah, that's right. why I am take thirty minutes to earn thirty minutes. Boy, that would be good. Takes me, the opposite of an exaggeration. Yeah, it takes me like half a day to to do my one turn. But anyway, yeah, I love like strategy. So the idea of like like in the episodes that I had seen, at least Ash never had like the best set or the best pokemon or whatever but he Mm -hmm. could find Mm -hmm. a way in certain instances to like you know outsmart his opponent or do something creative and witty with like the tools he had so that's maybe over over philosophizing yep nailed it uh but it was was just cool to see him do well that's one of the things that i think made the so the the pokemon series kind of kicked off as two game boy games red and blue Mm mm-hmm uh, nine. What did we say that was? Ninety nine, ninety eight. Yeah. Oh, was it that? Or yeah, was I mean, it early two thousand? Somewhere in that time frame. And I like to think about games that kind of like broke the mold of what games were at that time. Mm-hmm. So like, there were some good Game Boy games, right? But that one was like that changed a lot of how like Game Boy games were from that time being like the way they were able to visually just depict things. I mean, it had like the RPG battle sense. Mm -hmm, It really mm -hmm. was kind of like ahead of its time in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And so that, that is what hooked me initially. sounds like same for Scott, like the way that you went about the world collecting, um, training using all these like, Oh, this one's fire versus water. And you know, this one's electricity versus you had all these factors that like made it very, um, like very engaging to play. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that there's, uh, and I would definitely want to touch on this. There's like some pretty cool tie-ins throughout the show of like just some nods back to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even the very beginning of the show, the opening frame of the actual show post title sequence is a like frame from the opening frame of the Game Boy game where it's like, You've got, who is it? Gengar is fighting. I'm trying to remember. Nidorino. Oh my gosh, that's right. Getting smashed. What yeah. attacks that Nidorino going to be doing? Uh, double kick. Here. Oh, not working. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then they essentially, what's really cool is they like, it's a tie-in where, you know, that was the opening animation of the video game and they expand on it to, those two guys are fighting in an arena. People are watching on their TV sets at home. Like they really they they grab you right away of like you're familiar with this if you played the games and they like expand on it in a really cool way where it's like oh wow it's kind of like a sporting event oh, i'm kind of into that that's kind of cool you know this is pre pokemon stadium you know like just setting it up in that way of it being uh, a really big thing culturally inside of this little world well and what like, they did fun. better like the just the franchise as a whole was like i even remember a- asking you guys like i I couldn't tell what was first. I couldn't tell if the cartoon or the game mm-hmm. uh, or the card game or what came first because number one, they kind of all happened at the same time in my childhood. So it sort of ran together, but, but it was, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they just did such a good job. They were all, like, yeah. So big and, and tied so together well. so well. Like it was, it was, mm-hmm. it's still mm-hmm. wildly impressive. Yeah. No, yeah and feel like an afterthought. And Pokemon Go was basically the mobile, like that game put on like mobile and with modern, you know, mm-hmm. technology. And it literally just reskinned the game, like repurposed, took out a lot of the stuff. But I mean, it went bananas for three months or whatever. And then everyone quit. Until, but, until Brian couldn't cheat anymore. It's so real. So on Pokemon Go, I got into it. And then, you know, you kind of collect what you can. And like, I w- this is so bad. But I would literally spend lunches like going to like on a hunt for stuff. Right. Well, they're they find like I don't even I don't know. You guys know better than me. John and Scott are both developers. But there was some tool that some guy built where you, you could literally like pop open this map on your computer and it would tell you where all these all the like big daddy pokemon are and you would have like 20 minutes mm-hmm. 15 minutes to like drive to those spots <laughs> we literally were, did you come with us when we went to what was it a pikachu or a charmander or something had popped up at work and we literally all of us ran down hopped in a car to go catch it oh. and it was like <laughs> yeah 
still on the work campus, but we had to like go I'm, a little ways I'm sure that happened. I remember I would come home. My wife, same as me, she she probably didn't have such a like atrophy against the show or whatever, but she was neutral to it. But she got into Pokemon Go and we would literally spend our evening sometimes like if we would have this app open on our computer and if we saw something pop up. I would like jump in the car and go to the place in the neighborhood to try to catch it or whatever. But anyway, I legitimately ran through my neighborhood because of that exact thing. Something rare popped up and I had it like (laughs) set to like alert me if anything rare popped up and I literally grabbed my phone, ran shirtless. This is God. That's so shameful. (laughs) I I was in my thirties. I think at the time guys ran through my neighborhood was going through like a Creek that's in between some houses that had no water and it calmed down and (laughs) looking and found, I don't remember what it was, but I remember being like, Scott, get a hold of yourself. It was impressive what they did with it. And and so kind of where Scott was going with that was basically that Pokemon or who who Nintendo, whoever made the game, uh caught wind of that and was like, Yeah, we're shutting that web page down. This (laughs) that API. That's also when I quit playing. (laughs) Well, that is funny, Brian, that you mentioned you were you would play with your wife, because my wife I mean, I would say definitely nerdy, but not doesn't like never grew up playing video games, doesn't really care for them, d- knew nothing about Pokemon. Like she even got into it. We go downtown to Myriad Gardens and we'd be like, you know, have enjoying a nice day, but also, I mean, catch that a Pokemon place. like a fiend. Yeah, that place was bonkers. And she was she's into it for longer than I ever Dude, expected. I forgot. I literally forgot until just this moment, but this last weekend. So. You know, this is it's been years now since that game's come out, but literally this last weekend we were out at a restaurant and a guy we're talking white hair, like imagine your grandpa, like grandpa status had. This is no joke. He had three phones opened in front of him, (laughs) all open to Pokemon Go. And he wasn't doing anything at the time, but he was like. He was he, he, I, he was wait he was sitting at the table alone, but he was at a big table. So I'm guessing other people were coming, and I'm hoping that they were other people's phones. But yeah, dude, it, it's just wild. It's wild that the game pulled. It has Still some traction, has some but traction. The, more impressive to me was like the the guy. Like he's he's you know, seventies, uh, eighties, and 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 playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> let's uh, let's take our listeners on a little bit of the journey we went on. I want to talk a little bit about some of the recurring characters, some of the tropes, some of the mem- walk down memory lane oh. a little bit with you guys. If mm. you'll, if here, you'll I, got my hand. I got one. I got one right here. Don't you worry, Scott. Go Don't ahead. Guess what you got queued up. Jesse. Just smirk on your face. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yes, sir. Surrender now. So. <laughs> Team Rocket. I, I think. I was super duper excited for you, Brian, to because I like they are a mainstay of it. Like if I think of the cartoon, I think of Team Rocket like they're not really present in that same way uh, in the original video games like they are your nemesis. But they they don't have a like specific character that you're always seeing like Jesse and James and Meowth. And so I was super excited when for them to show up to get your take on it. What did you think of just so their antics? The there were threads of the show and I, I briefly touched on one earlier that were who's who is team rocket. Oh, Tell us who that you wanted is. the team rocket. I forgot. To uh, so team rocket is based and I'm the... supposed to do this again. Here we go. Guys, get ready. Yeah. Uh, you tell us. So Team rocket is the nemesis. Yes. In the show. Did I use that word right. Nemesis, right? Arch rival was the first word that came to mind. Yeah. And I was like, that's not it. Say nemesis. It's not works. Celtics versus so Lakers, but that's okay. Uh, sports ball. <laughs> we'll get to that one day, JMO. You'll beat me. Uh, so yeah, so Team Rocket is the nemesis in the show. So they're the they're the people nobody likes, but they're they're not like evil. As far as like th- their motives are very evil. They try to do the wrong thing. They try to manipulate like Pokemon <laughs> to be on their team. You know, so Sounds yes, evil. but they're they're character. <laughs> they're just these like goofy you don't like them they're dumb they make stupid stupid mistakes um anyway so they're I, i'm not capturing their essence properly jmo help me capture the essence of team rocket jmo 
Say, bail this okay. sucker out. Bail him out. <laughs> well, Throw it's interesting, lifeline. Scott, that you said you think of the show, you think of them, because that that's kind of I've changed to that perspective. I think as a kid, they were the villain. They were, you know, a negative kind of almost presence. But now they're they're kind of like the main characters to me. Uh-huh. Like they're they're just quirky and funny in a way. So like. There are people who have access to crazy technology, like infinite money. It seems like infinite like, based on the gadgets they're using. Worldwide I mean, mafia backed. Yeah. I mean, oh, we're gonna seal a bunch of water Pokemon. Well, we have this giant <laughs> shop vac that can drain an Olympic swimming pool in three seconds, and so they'll like try and steal stuff with that. But just so inept. And pretty much all of their hijinks were vacuum based or. <laughs> yeah. Air could based. like air base exactly and sometimes a combination right. a big balloon of some sort that had long vacuum tentacles that yeah it's funny that you guys saw them in that like like they were like uh I, they were a necessary but annoying part of the show for me like they uh-huh, I, you uh-huh. have to have somebody like them. i can't imagine it yeah, without and, them I, and i'm the sure same now. way i mean I th- they're, a, they're a critical part of the show or not critical but they're a part of the show i guess for me but but yeah, they, I would never call them the main character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so they're definitely not the main, like Ash is the main character with Misty and Brock and all those people, but they're, they're like the counterbalance to the show. Like they are the thing that allows Ash to do what he does and succeed how he does. Mm-hmm, Cause mm-hmm. without them, it would be like very, very boring. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, we're walking around. And, and Ash is a little, uh, atypical i guess in the sense like he's pretty focused on point you know seems to seems to have like a very clear like i'm gonna do this thing but so they bring some wackiness to it for sure Mm -hmm. let's 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 talk about the rest of uh ash's squad so we've got he starts out alone and like we said and kind of along the journey uh, you know picks up some friends rpg style uh he's got misty who is kind of the like tomboy, uh, a pretty like very try hard to prove that she like belongs in the group. And then um, Brock, who appears to be very girl crazy and also has never opened his eyes in any episode. They're always just closed. (laughs) Yeah. If you haven't seen the show, it is written, developed in the classic anime style where it's, you know, slits for eyes or eyes that are, three feet tall and you know bulging <laughs> out of their face and no in between <laughs> but i mean i think we would be remiss if we did not mention ash's greatest companion the pikachu oh, yeah how we not even talked about i mean the icon of the pokemon series pokemon's is actually set up pokemon? <laughs> i'm gonna throw it to brian and have him explain pikachu in a second. <laughs> wait is that real oh scott's oh here we go guys I don't know, I'm just oh, kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding. John, keep going. <laughs> no well, so in the game, you get to choose from three starters, which any Pokemon fan knows. Mm, Bulbasaur, mm-hmm. Charmander, Squirtle. Bulbasaur yeah. is the best. Back me up here, uh, Scott. Shout it out. Hey, it is. So, yeah. Come at us with your Game Boys. But also later. Squirtle. Also Squirtle. Squirtle Squad episode. Squirtle's all right, tight. Sure. But Ash, being a 10-year-old boy, slept in on Get Your Pokemon Day, and he gets this Pikachu that becomes the lovable, adorable mascot. Yeah, he becomes of the, the detective in the new movie. The detective. Are we Ryan going to Reynolds. That together? I would. I, I think that'd I be would. kind of fun, honestly. And my, I can tell you this: my wife. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> the best part with what I, I actually tried to do there was I, I thought the movie had not been received well from actual Pokemon fanatics because you know Pokemon. So Pokemon, like Jeremy was saying, in the show doesn't actually talk at all. In that movie, his right. name is Ryan Reynolds, and he talks often. <laughs> so anyway, I was actually <laughs> trying to jab him a little bit, but they're excited. I mean, I'm going to see it. Like, I have no expectations, but I'm going to see it. I mean, he. it's hard to say who is more of the heart of the show It for me. If it is Ash with his, like, his pure heart. Or if it's Pikachu's loyalty so, that like no matter what he is, he's got Ash's back. He will get straight wrecked by a Raichu. Go back again. Doesn't learn his lesson. Why? 
because Ash. So that that's him. what I was gonna say. I love mm. that they're they're. I remember like Pikachu being actually quite like trolly and annoying and and it happens and it's got to happen in the first episode or second episode, but they're like out adventuring and some, some of the Pidgeotos. Did I nail it? Oh, uh-huh. that's a name. Wow. Pokemaniac <laughs> alert. Bill the Pokemaniac. We're going to go with Pidgeotto because that's a bird in the show. Uh, like start attacking them and and is it sparrows? Sparrows, okay, so i mean i so really what i should, there was a pidgey well, all i needed yeah, to I do was say mm-hmm. the like name like i should have said birdie odo and i probably would have been pretty close yeah they got <laughs> lazy on a okay, few so of these this names is not related sure. to the topic i was just saying but there is literally guys there is a pokemon it looks like a seal it does it moves like a seal it sounds like a seal and its name is Seal. <laughs> Spell it wrong. That's all they do. It sounds like this. That's Seal. all they did was spell it wrong. Don't make me do my coughing. Oh yeah, we're gonna do that. So if you haven't watched the show, every Pokemon <laughs> it can't it can't say words English, but it can say its name, and so it will say like parts of its name with specific patterns, intonations to kind of convey what I'm wanting to say. And Scott does a killer, killer huh? coughing voice. Scott, let's hear it. I don't know. Let me see if I can do it off the There's cuff. There's a lot of pressure, but you can do it. Coffee. Coffee. Hi, guys. I didn't play a track. <laughs> not bad. Not play a track. <laughs> that was an adult man that has <laughs> run shirtless to catch a coughing before. <laughs> also, can we just... Every time... So, okay. I know we talked about Team Rocket, but their trope is the same every time. They roll in... And it's like, oh, no, we're here to catch the Pikachu or the water Pokemon or whatever it is. And part of that is they've got pretty much three Pokemon. They've got Meowth, who can speak in English or he game. speaks, you know, human. Only one the show. Right. Uh, and is super sassy and does not want to, like, participate in fighting. But he will straight slash Jesse and James if they <laughs> mouth off. Then they have an Ekans, which is, guys, guess what? Snake backwards. Um, yeah, I knew that one. And they have a coughing. And pretty much what they do every time is coughing comes in, gases the place out, hits a hard vape, gets his jewel. <laughs> then they, like, do something to get rid of the smoke. And they're like, that didn't work. Let's vacuum them up. Um <laughs> And it like now it's like one of the weakest. Just like could they should have had some cooler moves to go to. I mean, the snake should have been doing something. I mean, yeah, I, w- I would agree. They like easily. Yeah, they also something that's always interesting to me is the Pokemon size has nothing to do with like their cool, like their ability to defeat another Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Because my favorite, I've never. I'm not even gonna try to guess. Big rock snake guy. Gyros, oh, is that oh, right? Or Gyarados, Gyarados. So that's the water. Yes, there's, there's, there's a water yes. snake. Yeah, water snake a guy. Big, yeah, you're thinking of you said rock. Oh, that's Onyx that you're thinking of. The other one, but yes, Gyarados so is the Gyarados. one. And where was I? Where was I even hey, going with this? In that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, he's just the well. So my point is sort of ruined a little bit because they do, so they don't have a Gyarados. They have an Onyx. Well, Gyarados is talking about what Team teams. Rocket has, so. Yeah, yeah they have an Onyx, but giant the same, like, you know, giant snake thing, thing and he just gets whooped up on by a little baby old Pikachu a few times. Oh, but Beekett, what is what is the trope, the reoccurring trope that allows Pikachu to beat up on this giant rock snake? Water everywhere, always? Yeah. Oops, the fi- <laughs> the fire extinguisher things go off and the whole gym gets flooded. Hit him with the thunder shot. out. I got him. <laughs> yeah. Flock of birds attacking. Not in a thunderstorm, they're not. <laughs> Don't be so around this, water. This That's for might sure. Be an os- um, I'll let you keep going if you need to. But there's there is a little game, a little something, something I was wanting to play. Okay. Let me before we jump to that. Let me take us down a few a few memories just to see if you guys remember these because these when I was thinking back over the show these stood out to me. But do you remember Brock's very sad storyline? Oh my gosh. Of like <laughs> he was the oldest brother of like 
12 kids. I think his mom died, right? Mom dies. Dad abandons them. And we find out he's living in the town. (laughs) He's like there. Just kind of watching. Yeah, he's just like 20 feet away. (laughs) He's like up on a hillside, like, look down there. There's Brock. Selling rocks. Yeah. And then and then Brock. I mean, I don't remember what how like led to it, but he's just like, yeah, I'm bouncing. I'm leaving home. I was like, what is this? Very sad storyline. Well, I think the dad like, comes back, yeah, right? Yeah. I'll take care of him now so you can go chase your dreams. Um, there's that. There was the CrossFit gym trainer that had some pretty, I don't know, some edgy practices of he wasn't even an official Pokemon gym, but he did like he made that sand shoe oh, yeah. wear that like heavy belt to train in yeah. and whipped him nonstop. Was it, was it made him jump in the pool. Even yeah. Did all kinds of where they like, like actually ingest. loved him or something at the end. Yeah. It was like Stockholm it. syndrome where they were like, you're free. And they were like, we <laughs> love this guy. He is yeah. our master. He loves us. <laughs> it's like, he's just whipping them the whole exactly. time. So there's one scene that we got to that Scott and I were watching with teary eyed. When the Charmander's tail's about to go out. Mm-hmm. Charmander is a fire lizard. Got a flame going on his tail. If it goes out, he dies. He's Thanks. caught in a rainstorm. We didn't get to the okay, saddest I remember. I actually get. vividly remember that you guys like talking about, oh, there's this episode. Oh, there's this episode. But they weren't like telling me. They are like, you'll know. And, and they're. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently you have a heart of stone because the Charmander. Yeah, the Charmander when I thought for sure. would it a little. There's an episode where Ash is going through the forest with his Pikachu and they come across a village of Pikachus and Pikachu really wants to be with his brethren and Ash is real torn up, but he's going to let him go. And at the very end, Pikachu's all happy with his friends and Ash walks away and then Pikachu comes back and he's like, no, Ash, I want to be with you. He chooses. And I I saw that. For the first time as a kid, and I went in the bathroom and I cried. True story. <laughs> it got me. Wow, the transparency, the vulnerability. Any cartoon? There's got to have been something. I'm just not recalling it, but yeah, there's no. I don't know that I've ever had that much of an emotional connection with any cartoon ever. Um, I'm gonna make you watch that episode. How did it? How did it make you guys feel when? Very early on, you kind of see Ash like not he makes some missteps. You got to have some grace for the boy. But when he goes to that like sawmill to have Pikachu train with that like total stranger, wasn't it Brock's dad? And like, mm. oh, much, my God, pretty much yes. exhausts him and kills him because he's like he overtrains him on that like treadmill thing. <laughs> no, he's like so he hooks him up to he yeah. basically hooks up like electric panels to him and basically gets on a bike and just like, I don't know super fries the crap out of him to yes. pump up. But I mean, it's got this like Rocky-esque music playing, but it looks uh, like you're like torture, torturing him. It's straight just jolting him. It's like, Ash, you don't know this guy at all. <laughs> all right, yeah. BK, you go ahead. What do you got for us? So I wanted to play a little game with you um, where, so right now, now I think when maybe you guys will be listening to it, we won't be in quite the height of uh, March Madness, but we created, and by we, Scott created a little bracket where he gave me some names of some peep, some uh, Pikachu. Nope. He gave me some, yeah, Pikachu. Pokemon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Holy I said smokes. I, I, you are rewatching the entire show. That's it. I, I said the format Pikachu. again, everybody. We tried. He didn't learn his lesson. We got his episode zero, zero. So when I said Pikachu just then, I, the reason it was so awkward was because I was like, Pikachu, right? That's what they're called? And I'm like, that doesn't sound right. That is perfect. Anyway, so Scott gave me the, the names of a, a million zillion uh, Pokemon. Did you know there's a lot? And uh, I think they were randomly generated from this like BuzzFeed article that he found. <laughs> mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Scott doesn't Your know. Your favorite news source. Yeah, it's his boy, it gives me the chuckles. It also <laughs> can send you down some scary places. Um, but so he doesn't know which ones are on here. He doesn't know the matchups. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we're probably not in the heart of like March Madness anymore. However, we created a little bracket and we com- we put two, I say we, this m- machine 
random generator put two Pokemon up next to each other. And Scott and JMO are going to take, there's 16 of them here. So eight battles. And they're going to tell me why i got it right right yeah that's great no i'm, I'm hype about it. i'm battling jmo <laughs> and so we can do it one of two ways we can i can list two off you guys can talk about it you can agree that hey this one would win no matter what or you can be given one side or the other and have to defend why that one would win that one <laughs> okay i picked that one i okay. choose you that version so i apologize <laughs> in advance for Whoever you Brian, get you have to settle awful. the tie, or you get to settle the we will defend it and you pick. What if it's based off of I remember it from the show and he was cool looking? That's 100 percent Yeah. So nothing what you guys say matters. Okay, mm-hmm. perfect. So this is a little uh who's like exactly. all right, here we go. Exactly. Yeah, the points are made oh, up and golly, there's no one's listening. Already names <laughs> I'm not names I'm not gonna be able to say and I'm embarrassed already. <laughs> this is the best part. Go ahead. First matchup. <laughs> Who do you go. got? First matchup. JMO, you got. Lapras. Oh, okay, good. I said it right. Scott, you have Mewtwo. Doing. Go ahead, JMO. Give us Concede. a seed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go first. Uh, Mewtwo is a genetically like engineered Pokemon to dominate, and he dominates so hard that he breaks out of his laboratory and wrecks everything. Okay, I just remember this, and I love it. It's a little factoid on all the Pokemon cards. They have the stats of the Pokemon, their height and weight. Guess what height and weight Mewtwo is? I'll give you a hint. It matches both of mine exactly. What? Yes. You're That's why Mewtwo? I remembered it. <laughs> yeah. Six, four. And I won't guess your weight. <laughs> Wait, hold on a Isn't Mewtwo the Mewtwo's the guy that the Team Rocket has with him the no, whole time, right? That's Meowth. Yep. You're up, I'll J-Mo. fill it in. Mewtwo. Six seven. Give me some respect, Scott. Dang, six four. Six seven. Get out of there. Two fifty. Giant. Did you guys know that suddenly I when Jamo was like concede the Mewtwo or who did I have now <laughs> was in my head and I was like okay so <laughs> Lapras is bad. <laughs> no, Lapras I mean, was actually Lapras one of the best yeah, water great. ice types in the game. He's, he's well, tell me, Jamo. Yeah, but the Lapras. I mean, he's got no chance against Mewtwo. Mewtwo yeah. has the best special attack, special defense, has the OP move barrier. Raise yeah. your special attack, raise your special defense. No chance. He's got recover. No chance. Come on. Come on. I'm sorry. So Jamo didn't do a good job defending his and score one to Mewtwo, aka Scott. All right. Here we go. Uh oh, this is kind of similar. But now on your side, Jamo, Jamo, you have Mew. Mm. Scott, you have. Alakazam the movie. Alakazam the movie starring Shaq. Uh, What I'll say, Alakazam, he's a psychic type. He's the third evolution of the Abracadabra Alakazam. Yeah, they did that. Are you kidding? (laughs) Abra is the base type we get. Kadabra is the first evolution. Alakazam, the second evolution. He, in his pose, he's bending some spoons like a baller psychic, and he's got like a dope mustache, if I remember right. He's super Super handlebar. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he stands up against Mew, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mew goes toe to toe with Mew 2 in the movie, Mm -hmm. and so no chance. Where does Mew fall in the evolution of. He is just a uh, one off. Oh, so he's not related to Mew 2. No, not at all. So, like, Technically, so if you want to go first hundred, like the true Pokemon from the first set's first mm-hmm. hundred and fifty, mm-hmm. ending in Mewtwo, and then Mew would be one fifty one, and then one fifty two. Shout out to Missing No. Oh, baby, I wish he was in this list. Yes, but yeah, <laughs> Mew, don't catch him. Mew destroys him easy. Yeah. Well, so to keep it to keep the action alive and exciting, we're gonna tie it up. Ooh. Mew with the win. Right, JMO right. won. Okay. Got one. Uh oh, this is unfortunate for you, Scott, because JMO has Gyarados. Oh yeah, we know who wins that. Art Articuno. This is ooh, perfect. A funny little side story is another detail that I missed is that there are three legendary birds. There's Articuno, Moltres, and I was calling him Zapados, but it's Zapdos, (laughs) which John informed me. They end in Uno Dos Trace for the three legendary birds. So Japanese cartoon with a shout out to the Spanish and the English translation. Um, so uh, Zapdos. Oh, God. 
Oh, I got that <laughs> on my face at the starting line. <laughs> Zapdos. No, Articuno. You're Articuno. Articuno <laughs> is the ice legendary bird and doesn't deserve to be in this com- in this conversation now. <laughs> Go ahead, John. <laughs> I mean, Articuno is pretty good, but Gyarados... What are you gonna do against that dragon rage? Forty HP. I mean, what are you gonna do? So in in the games they have types. In the new, in the more recent games, there are actually dragon. There are more dragon Pokemon with dragon mm. moves. <clears throat> the only dragon move in red and blue was dragon rage, which wasn't even a dragon attack. It just took forty HP from the opponent. So real so quick though, in game in the game, Articuno would wreck shop because ice is strong against dragon type, but. Yeah. That's, so Scott, with that last point, I think you actually oh, brought did I a little. Save Articuno. I think you failed. You had no chance. It did was we, scared of. Oh, I was like, did we have our first Gino. upset of March? Is this March Madness? Jmo two got one. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Jmo, you have been given ditto. Scott, oh. you've been given Snorlax. Ooh. go ahead, John. How about tell him what ditto even does? Do you know what a ditto is, Brian? Ditto. Uh, it's the bird, right? Ditto is this little pink blobby thing that just copies oh, whatever it is. So it's Snorlax versus Snorlax. Is that good or bad? I don't even know. I don't know. How does that work in March Madness? I don't watch sports. <laughs> <laughs> if Michigan State cloned itself to be Duke and then they played each other, you'd have Zion versus Zion. Um, Snorlax oh, is kind yeah. of the the Zion. He's just big bodied, strong. Um, but peep this, Brian. You're gonna like this. He has a move called Rest, where he falls asleep mid fight and recovers energy. Here's the problem. What the heck you're saying? Here's the problem with so. Let's say you get beat up. You can tell your Snorlax, "Hey, rest." And one of his no, moves is. I mean, to... I I know what literally you're saying. I'm saying I don't know why you thought I'd be interested in it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you seem like a guy like a nap. I don't know why. <laughs> I feel but like I call I... you sometimes, and you're like on a Thursday. Oh man, I just get a good nap in. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm at work. Got to get a good nap. <laughs> he just called you a Snorlax. Here's the, here's the thing about the rest move, though. He didn't just wake up on his own. Like he might sleep six turns and you just get beat up again. So <laughs> unless you, you wake him up with a poker flute or some type of like uh, Ooh, a wake. Reference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then you're just going to be sitting there waiting on him. So he's good. He's strong. Got a lot of HP, but he's kind of a dummy. So God gave a good, clear explanation of what his guy was. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he blasted me halfway through. We <laughs> must now up. Three, one. Two up. <laughs> Here we go. Cinderella story. Here I go. Scott has to win out to have a chance. All right, let's do it. Here we go, Scott. You have Dragonite and right. JMO, you have Gringer. Gengar. G-E-N-G-A-R. Gengar. Mm-hmm. Gengar. Oh, that actually, I've heard of that. Scott, commence i'll just go ahead and say this much about him he's a giant dragon that uh if you remember the episode mystery at the lighthouse brian where they went to the lighthouse and there was the pokemaniac that was like he's been waiting his whole life for a pokemon and then out of the mist comes this real big beast and then rock team rocket says i guess size does matter and then you go is this a kid's show is this pokemon after dark what has happened that's dragonite and uh, JMO, any rebuttal on the Gengar? That's a tough one. Size doesn't matter in this matchup. I mean, <laughs> Gengar is a ghost and therefore cannot be hit Dang, by that's, that's pretty sick. type moves. That's pretty sick. And he would probably be the thing your kid would be afraid of in your closet. <laughs> what does he proactively do? Proactively? He eats dreams, dog. Yeah. Put you oh, to sleep wow. and then he eats your dreams, bro. So I'm really don't not wanting JMO listen, to run away with this. It. Isn't it? It is even. It's more about which Pokemon wanting, is best. I'm wanting. It's who committed. It's who talked to my heart the most. Mm. Uh, and unfortunately, Scott, did my joke get you? It was. It was you with the jokes. We're back. Scott with two. JMO you got a pander. With, you got a pander. Three. <laughs> All right. Here we. Oh, I'm not going to tell you who. You guys might already know, but one of you has already won. All right, uh, JMO, you have Pidgeot. 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 P-I-D. Is that right? Pidgeot. Pidgeot. 
Pidgeot. Help me, JMO. You're the official word master. Pidgeot. Here. I'll go with that. Pidgeot. Okay. Scott, you have, I won't give it away, Charizard. Ooh. Let's start with the winner, Scott. I mean, the Charizard, Scott. <laughs> Bad joke. Dad joke. All right. I get it. Um, so Charizard is the final evolution of Charmander, who turns into the Chameleonaire, aka <laughs> Charmeleon, and then to Charizard, which is becomes not just fire, but dragon type as well. And he's massive. Uh, uh, not in the first generation. What generation are we playing? Oh, that's right. Yeah, he just <laughs> fire flying, flying, fire flying that can't even learn to fly. I don't uh, want to like sweep the legs out from my boy here, but <laughs> so he he is my favorite base Pokemon. Mm. But then also the he I remember like kids there was like the like when you made like the the Pokemon joke or or like were like the the, the foil Charizard the yeah, holographic the foil, Charizard. Foil. Yeah, was that like a real thing? Was that like the the most coveted card in the world from the first generation? Because I mean, everyone loves Charizard, and also for four fire energy, you could do fire blast, which would do 120 damage, causing you to discard all of your energy attached to Charizard. Basically, you could kill anything with it. <laughs> so also, he's shiny. fighting for me. <laughs> he's fighting for me at this. But Pidgeot's a bird. Full <laughs> advance to this one, Scott. What? It's tied up. Three, three. Ryan, do you want to? Do you want to continue? Do you feel like you got so I'm here? Or do you want to pick a winner? We're, nope. Here it is. We're tied up three, three. We're going into the last round. Uh-huh. This at all. I'm gonna try to use my best. Uh, um, what is it called when you remain neutral? Neutral. Uh, Neutral. Sure. I'm going to remain as neutral as humanly possible. Here we unbiased. go. J-Mo. Oh, there it is. Yes. What unbiasedness. J-Mo, you have Scyther. Scott, you have Zapdos. All right, John, you go first. Go ahead. All right. Imagine, if you will, <laughs> if there was a giant bug with literal sizes hands. Flying through the air. Like a sickle for a hand. Just a, just mm. laying wheat left and right. Just <laughs> zooming through the air. Like a baller. Yeah. And he can swords dance. He can dance with swords <laughs> to double his next attack. <laughs> double the scythe. Get that agility going. Double the power. <laughs> Scott, you're working from a deficit. Good luck. <laughs> um, Did I mention earlier that Articuno... Um, is a little, he is ice type, so in this battle, um, wouldn't be super helpful. I was trying to make a joke about how I had the wrong one earlier, but I was going to say, your Zapdos? <laughs> it is land so strong. <laughs> so Zapdos, is a, he's an electric, legendary bird, that's it. Just get it out, Scott, because I'm about to pick Jamie. Go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> else you want to say about him? Oof, let me try another joke. Nope, that's it. And with that, my <laughs> friend JMO is the clear winner. Congratulations. You had so much you didn't have to blow to win that last one. <laughs> I will say so JMO started describing to me to me to him to me uh Scyther, and I actually started to remember him from the Pokemon Go. Mm. And that was the moment at which Scott had a hill to climb. Mm-hmm. Mm. He's pretty dope. Legitimately. He's cool looking. I don't know if he You is. can only catch him in the safari zone in the game, which is like yeah. a paid, like a, a big game hunting thing where you pay and, to go hunt. And he's right. red specific? Yeah, I think he was only on red. Because I think Pinsir was only on blue. Mm. Or maybe it's vice versa. Or Executor. Yeah. Some of the Pokemon are only available in other okay. versions. So you, have you to guys trade have them. any other thoughts? about Pokemon. This doesn't have to be a forever goodbye because if our fans, if they eat it up, we will subject ourselves to more Pokemon. (laughs) We will go see the movie more than likely and probably discuss it. But do you guys have any parting thoughts? Would you recommend it, Brian? Uh, I would recommend it. I mean, my my kids kind of started watching it with me a little bit. They kind of got into it. I think they might have only got into it like more if I would have been excited about it. But it, it holds up. It holds up like it was still I was telling I remember one of the things that uh, I was telling you guys is like the animation and the, the 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 like music and things like that. Man, it took me back. It was it was good. It was good. Um, 
would never ever say it's my favorite cartoon, but it mm. was good. It was good. It holds up. Yeah. So for some better reviews. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, now on to you. Too. I will look forward to the day when my kids will get to play with this mountain of figurines, mm-hmm. get to bust the cards out again, get to get the Game Boys out of the attic. Uh, yeah, it'll be a good time. I think for me it was so outside of the fact that I was watching Pokemon Weekly, talking Pokemon Weekly, and my wife was like, this is not the person I married, I don't think. Uh, outside <laughs> of that, it was a fun trip, nostalgic-wise, uh, for me. Like, each time the song came on, I got a little my heart, picked up pace. I could mm-hmm. fill my eyes welling up when the I teach, or what is it, you teach me and I teach you. Ooh, mm-hmm. I just... I loved it. Um, and it's still, like you said, Brian, I mean, it felt like to me, I didn't feel like when I went back to watch it, I was like, oof, this is pretty rough. I felt like this is, I think this is pretty much the experience I had. Like I still enjoyed it. Um, and like you, John, yeah, I was like, my kids are a little bit too little to kind of like grasp it or get excited about it yet. But hopefully it's still, hopefully it's still relevant when they, they get bigger. Are you guys ready yeah. for some, yeah. some juicy talk? Brian, right, hit them with it. Hit them with it. Now, theoretically... Hey, let's <laughs> pretend you knew the flow of this oh, show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's Hold pretend on. this format so, is not so new. So you guys forget the last 10 seconds. Hit me with the line again, Scott. Oh, like uh, well, it's all, we're kind of wrapping up here, but there's one thing left to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was worth it. That was worth it. All right. For the next episode, have you guys ever heard of a movie called Brink? Oh, it's a Disney movie, right? Like, it was like on a like, Disney original Channel original movie. That's right. Do you oh, guys remember oh, oh. it? I knew you were going to pick that. Somehow I knew. There, I, I don't. I'm like, okay, <laughs> skating or yeah, skating. That's what, yep. that's what it was, right? Rollerblading. Soul yes, skaters, baby, yes. inliners. Is this on Netflix or something? It's on or? Amazon. Okay. You can you can rent it for and for a dollar more, you can own it. Oh, that okay. So that's already saying a lot about the movie, Scott. Let me give you guys <laughs> some facts before you get too down on it. I can tell Jmo's high on it. Uh, Disney Channel original movie from '98. Okay, mm-hmm. um, so Scott was like. 32 yeah i was really hitting my stride kind of figuring out who i was at that point um rotten tomatoes score no critic score they're not enough critics only one critic review on rotten tomatoes but which that's pretty sad one guy um but user score 76 percent. that's not bad that's not bad mm, here is than i expected it is me too but also good enough for me to watch it again so yeah. Go ahead, Scott. I'll let you This do it. is the synopsis that's on Rotten Tomatoes. There's a couple synopses, synopsis on the internet, but this one is dumb, so I picked it. In this sporting actioner, a daring and talented inline skater finds himself seduced into leaving behind his friend, friends by the prospect of increased fame, fortune, and power. And the tagline, it takes a champ to stay in line. Mm. What's oh. that mean? <laughs> <laughs> that is not how I remember that movie. Yeah. As the seduced is a little bit adult. I feel like yeah. get seduced. But yeah. It's a classic tale of, you know, money versus passion. I think it'll resonate with uh-huh. us and with our audience. So I think it's pretty safe to say it sounds like, and I can tell from the the look on your faces, which is perfect for an audio medium, that you guys are hype for this Disney Channel original movie. So if you want to hear us break it down and walk down memory lane of this one, make sure you come back for the next episode. Yeah, that's my excitement level for you, Scott. I hope you're ready. <laughs> that was almost too much to handle. I was like, "What? What is this?" He's a strike. I think all that's left then is this little sweet outro drop and a little. Oh, there it is, guys! Don't forget, follow us on Twitter at We Used to Podcast. You can also email us at fans at we used to work together dot com. Be sure to drop a five star review wherever you are. See you. See ya. Bye. Bye.